Hey there, this is Kat Sansic with the Revenue Accelerator today. So I have Billy Bross, um, and I hope you guys said that right. So Billy helps people untangle the knots in their sales message. His secret weapon is his framework that he's developed called the five light bulbs. And he's going to share more ways that you can learn about that and get access to it, uh, which has actually caught fire. And we all know how I feel about that with entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and marketers. It allows us all to focus on the things that matter the most in a sales message and wave goodbye to sweating the small stuff. So welcome, Billy. What's important about a sales message? <laughs> hey, Kat. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Oh, man, what's important about a sales message? Well, sales and, and marketing, it's one of those things, at least like how I was, and okay, I'm still a little bit like this, and a lot of people <laughs> that I work with, like we care more usually about our products than we do the marketing side of things. Mm. And a lot of people, again, I was like this, still kind of am, see marketing as a necessary evil. Mm. It's like, oh, like I made this awesome product. Oh yeah, I got to go sell the thing now. I got to go do the marketing. And that's yep. a ton of work, like often as much work as creating the product and maintaining the product. Um, but that's of course how people get to experience the thing that you created. So the importance of a sales message is you got to have one because if you don't have one and if it's not clear and compelling and complete, yeah. which we'll talk about with the light bulbs, it's just not going to resonate. And then you don't get to deliver that awesome thing you spent all that work on. Yeah. So, you know, what is it? And I know you, we talked about this kind of a little bit at the beginning. What is it that causes people to kind of shriek and cringe when it comes to like sales and more specifically sales copy, right? So we're just going to go ahead and assume like you're good on the sales call. This is getting the person to the sales call, which is just a little bit important. So yeah. why is it so cringeworthy for people who don't necessarily have, who have developed maybe that skill set? Or have not developed it, I should say. It's a great question. I, I think one big answer is that we, I think we see a lot of bad examples. Mm. So I always see, I always say that marketing is like a toupee. You only notice the bad ones. <laughs> and it's like, that's true, right? Like that's going to stand out more. The truth is the best copy, like written by the best copywriters, it's not what you think. It's not like that copy that's like, hey, I'm copy and I'm over the top and I have yellow highlighter and all this stuff. Yeah. No, it's very subtle. Like the best copy is very under the radar. To the point that like we bought tons of things where we didn't even realize that we were sold by a great sales letter. Yeah. But I think when we sit down to write, of course, that's not the example that comes to mind because that did its job and it slipped under our radar. What comes right. to mind is the one that's just shouting at you. And we're like, I do not want to come off like that because that's not me. Yeah. So here's my my bone to pick with copywriters. <laughs> We're going to go on this. Let's do it there. And I know this isn't you, right. But there's a lot of people out there who it's kind of like coaches. They hang their shingle out as a quote unquote copywriter, but there is this complete lack of ownership in terms of the one of what I think, especially when it comes to marketing and sales is the conversion aspect of it, of they're charging a thousand dollars an email or more. And there's just, what I've seen is just this like, yeah, I wrote the email but where is that relationship with its ability to convert, which isn't that the point? Like, what are your thoughts around that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the point, you know, what, what constitutes good copy? Well, it's, it's copy that works, right? It's copy that works. Right. And so there needs to be ownership of that. Uh, at the same time, I think, you know, I, I work in a lot, I work with a lot of online entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who write their own copy yeah, uh, or like they've written it and now they're handing it off. Mm. 
that can be a very powerful relationship. Like that can yeah. be awesome. When you have an entrepreneur that really has that product that's working. Yeah. You think about the entrepreneur, like an inventor, right? Like they invented that product and only they could do that. Cause there are, I will say there are entrepreneurs who will, and maybe the copywriter shouldn't take on this product or this mm -hmm. project where the, the entrepreneur is like, okay, I have this idea. Now it's time to market it. Let me go hire a copywriter to do that. <laughs> Expecting that the copywriter, it's their responsibility to come up with the language that's going to sell it. Yeah. It's like when they go on shark tank and the sharks always ask how much have you sold already? Right. They're not right. going to invest in them until they've proven demand for it. So there needs to be a meeting in the middle where that product yeah. needs to be validated. And then the copywriter is just taking work off the entrepreneur's plate, finding new opportunities. You know, they have the wordsmith skills. Yes. So there really needs to be that balancing act. But when you get that right, that can be a really potent combination. Well, I think right there is the thing that I think a lot of people don't think about, which is, you know, where does the ownership really truly lie? And this component of, is it converting? Right. So, and we see this a lot and you've seen this, I'm sure with kind of the automated bot, you know, you know, let me outsource whatever it is thing where you can't do that when it's like, for me, technology only amplifies and it amplifies what's broken, right? It can absolutely make things better, but it can also make it a lot worse if the thing isn't already converting. And so the beauty of copy is in finding what that languaging is that attracts and naturally converts people and then leveraging a copywriter to just kind of like technology amplify it. So what should people look for in a good copywriter? Because, you know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like those are rarer than, you know, however many people actually promote themselves as good copywriters. Mm, yeah. Well, it, it's, it's good to look at their past work. Mm. It's good to have, I think first you need the eye for copy. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and I know if you want to outsource marketing, you want to outsource our copywriting, but it is so important to understand these things because they're yeah. so fundamental to our business. So you have to have the eye for it, you know, and, and that's one of the reasons why I developed this tool to five light bulbs to help yep. people who don't want to be the long-term copywriter, be able to hire those copywriters and say, okay, are these, are they checking these boxes? Yeah. So well, I mean, works. cause that's the thing though, like if there isn't some level of understanding, like I understand that I don't have to know how to do every aspect of my business. Right. But I know that having learned to do a lot of this stuff myself enabled me to delegate it more effectively because I understood how it should function. Right. And so, and also being able to assess what the value of that is. And some people are really strong copywriters. And so someone coming in and saying, Hey, I can do this for X amount of an investment isn't necessarily worthwhile if you're truly a great copywriter. Now, truly great copywriters are, you know, not, especially an entrepreneur who also does sales and marketing, all this, not very often found, which is what I love about your tool, because it really supports people to take a, I'm good and making it a lot better, making it, getting into that great, into excellent space, because people for the most part can be good at copy. So tell us a little bit more about like how your tool helps really amplify the the better aspects, right? And they're not tearing people down and, <laughs> and making yeah. things suck more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, let me, uh, let's run through it. I'll, I'll give a brief description then we can run through the light bulbs real quick. Perfect. It's, it's super simple and quick yeah. to learn. Um, oh, please make it complicated because copy. <laughs> right, yeah, well, that's the issue is that, yeah, it was really born out of necessity, me mm. working on these projects, these marketing campaigns. And like, I, I'm kind of an old school guy. Like, I, I don't like, even though I work online, like I don't like a lot of this new technology and the software and especially like marketing software, it just overwhelms me. And I just say no to it. Right. right. And like, 
I realized the power of copywriting. And I said, look, I can, I can double my conversions one of two ways. I can add on all the software or I can just rewrite a headline. I'd rather rewrite the headline, right? Cause that all just takes place up here right. and it's quick and it's light and it's easy. So I saw that like really the 80, 20 of marketing is getting that messaging, right? Yeah. Like those words that you say, that's the high leverage thing. And like you were saying, once you have those short, bring on the tactics and the fuel and amplify that thing. Yeah. But if it's broken, it's just going to be more broken when you pour fuel into it. Um, so I said, okay, well, let me, you know, I'm kind of like a T-shaped marketer. I can do those other things, but I really focus on messaging. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me eliminate all that and just focus on this messaging thing. Okay, well, we need a way to be systematic about finding that that message, that that clear message. So yeah, it's the kind of thing where it was, it's such a simple framework and we'll walk through it in a sec, but it was like the 21st iteration of one, you know, that I've been working on for a while. It's simplicity on the other side of complexity. Yes. Uh, so what it is, we'll, we'll walk through it. So uh, the five light bulbs. So light bulb one, this represents messaging around your customer's current condition, what we call their status quo or their unacceptable status quo. So these are containers of, of messaging and mm-hmm. light bulb one is the really the language of empathy. Uh, I know I heard you say that you want to sell to people the way that they buy. Yep. And that, and that takes an understanding their research. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And I love that because that takes that. What does that imply? It implies that you understand their situation. How do they buy? And so many people like with all these light bulbs, you're probably going to find that there's one that if you turn it on, if you speak to these things that, and you haven't before the dam breaks, yeah. like the floodgates open and you're like, Holy crap. I didn't know there was that much pent up demand for this thing. I just wasn't speaking to this. Mm. And light bulb one is like often the one where if you just like sink into it and take some time and not just skip over it and really speak to what their current situation is, that can really unlock a lot of things for you. Yeah. So that's where they are now. So that's language around their, their current condition. And then this really follows their journey. So light bulb two represents the different options that they have. Mm-hmm. So your prospect is in a place they don't want to be anymore. They're feeling tension. They want to leave and they have this decision tree in front of them. So light bulb two is speaking to those different decisions. So, Hey, you're likely considering this, this, and this option, or you've tried this before, or you're thinking about that. Here's a good question. We like to ask, what is your prospect being tempted by? Mm-hmm. So sometimes they're not always taking a different approach. They're just being tempted by something and maybe considering it. Yeah. And you want to speak to those things. You want to speak to all these things. Yeah. I like that in terms of, it's almost like shining a light on the thing, right? So a lot of people kind of put their blinders on and they just really going for the sale and they're kind of bulldozing past all of these, you know, things. But if you really lit up the room and not ignored one side of it, you really could understand what someone is living in. Because once we understand that, then that connection, right. Helps facilitate the sales. So I really like that you called out that aspect of it. Yeah. Kat, this one is painful for people because we do, we want to have those blinders on, put our fingers in our ears and be like, Nope. Yeah. (laughs) We're the only ones in the world. No one else does what we do. But the problem is, is that's, what's being taught in terms of the glorified way to sell is these silver tongued gods, one call closers, right. In Mm -hmm. terms of like, go fast, go hard, push, keep them on the phone, make them increase their line of credit, like bro marketer, you know, like sleazy and slimy strategies, which is the opposite of what you're about. And so these are just already two examples of how following a process helps you release the sleaze and the slime 
by really being present with someone. Totally. Yeah. And exactly, it's exactly what you said about shining a light on it, not to get into like the, the symbolism behind the whole thing, but yeah, the, that's light part bulb. of the light bulb idea, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you're shining a light in a dark room and you're describing what's there. You're pointing out what's there. And when you do that, that's part of that. It's like a continuation of that empathy piece, that connecting yes. with them piece because yep. they are considering these different options. Uh, and I'll just wrap up with that one by saying, if you're doing it right, once in a while, you should be pointing them towards one of those other options. Yeah. Not everyone should be right for you all the time. Absolutely. Uh, so then we get to, so that's like one, two. So then there's your approach. So there's all these other bridges that they could cross to solve the problem that you identified. Why should they choose your bridge? This isn't your product. This is your approach. And uh, I think this is the most interesting one. I learned this from, I don't know if you read the book, Breakthrough Advertising by Eugene Schwartz, one of those nerdy copywriter books written back in the 60s. Uh, but he talks a lot about this. He calls it the unique mechanism. So words for this, your approach. Yes. Your unique mechanism, yeah. your secret sauce, your it's framework, your system. Yeah. Your <laughs> system, your methodology, your blueprint, special ingredient, whatever you want to call it. It's the, it's the thing that makes the product okay, copywriter in the make like right there. Just proved you came up with 10 different ways to talk about the same thing. Right. So. <laughs> I've done been doing this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> And, and this is also the one that gets abused the most too, right? This is where like, someone's like, yeah, it's my three-step push button money-making system. And you're like, okay. There's Audible eye roll right there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when done right, and it can be done right, so you should do it right. Um, it's, a, it's a really powerful one because what a lot of people do is I'll, I'll cheat a little bit. I'll skip ahead to light bulb four. That's the one that's about your offer. Mm. So that, that's your product. That's the price and everything. That's the features and benefits. Yeah. A lot of people just get stuck in that light bulb, light bulb four silo where it's mm. just talking about the product. But if you talk about how the product works, yep. the approach behind it, and this is key, why, why it's specifically tailored for this ideal customer that you identified, mm. not for everyone, but for you, for you, you customer who I'm speaking with, here's why it'll work for you. Right. We found that when we devote more language, shift language from light bulb four to light bulb three, it clears a lot of that sales resistance. It clears it right away. So they're more accepting of your light bulb four, which is your product, your offer. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Well, there's a fifth one. Don't leave us hanging. There is a fifth one. <laughs> we'll continue that in the next episode. <laughs> For more information, download. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, yeah. Give away four and sell the fifth one. <laughs> uh, the fifth one is probably, uh, you're probably going to guess that one. That's the other side of the bridge. That's light bulb five. That's the new life the customer's mm. new life. And, and so you can say, kind of think about it. it. It's really before and after the light bulb one and the light yeah. bulb five together. And then what's in between the two, three, four, that's what, that's what connects them. So you yeah. can run through this. It's it, again, it's very simple. You can do it on a, a back of a napkin and it's a good uh, checklist for your marketing message to make sure that you're hitting all these light bulbs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a structure to follow for any kind of marketing initiative. So whether it's you're presenting at a conference right there, or you're doing a workshop or you're doing a small mastermind, you know, retreat, whatever it is, this is the structure. I mean, it's the difference between we've all kind of come from a dark room, right. And like opened up the window and it was super bright and like, it was like painful, Right. And so that's a lot like how people sometimes approach sales of that's pitchy Pete just going right in and like turning on the light and being like, I need time to adjust. So that slow integration and it doesn't mean it has to take weeks. Right. But it's 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 recognizing that when you take the steps one after the other, 
you'll get to the top versus when we try to skip steps. I know that I'm like super coordinated. And every time I try to do that, I land on my face. And so what is actually going to cause more success versus putting distance between you and it. And it's just having these frameworks really supports flowing through that, not only for us individually, but when we're handing this off to a team member, right. And Mm -hmm. setting other people up for success so that they in turn, because, you know, we intrinsically as entrepreneurs will do things without remembering that there's steps that we're taking, just kind of like riding our bike or walking or anything like that, where someone who's learning to do the thing, even though they're, they're, they could be pros, they're learning within our culture, our, our style, right? Just like a copywriter would come in and have to learn your voice. What are some things that people can do to kind of fast track this or make it feel seamless versus what sometimes feels like a chunky process. Cause we've all been on those sales calls where it's like, no, no, I know you're still talking about that thing, but right now it says I need to go to this question. Yeah. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I would say stop writing from scratch. So that's mm-hmm. really hard. If you, if you're writing your copy from scratch, it's really, really difficult. Yeah. And, and the very best copywriter, they, they spend 80% of their time researching. Mm. There's a reason for that. So they don't write from scratch. Yeah. And so, I mean, the, the main goal of this, this tool is to, to require less effort on your part for writing copy. And these are really like the atomic units of your marketing empire. Like they're small things, but you can build all your marketing on top of this core backbone. Right. Um, and, and like, to, and to your point about working with other people. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, we have people sharing this with their team members. So what I would have you do is like write this down. You can do it on the back of a napkin um, when we upgrade the napkin, we go to usually a Kanban, you know, which is like a Trello type board. I am agile certified. Yes. I am familiar. Yeah. With Kanban. Okay. There we go. Yeah. So you, <laughs> Get our scrum meetings going. And yeah. Yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, and then share that with your team. Yeah. It's really interesting when people bring in the team and go over that core marketing message and how everyone had different ideas of what that was. Yeah. So hit on that a little bit. What, what does the core message have to do with not only enabling your framework to be successful, but with business success overall? Yeah. So one, it really helps you line up your message. So uh, let me give an example. So let's say that we're marketing for a car wash. Let's say it's Billy's car wash. A really simple example is I could say something in the ad, like, are you frustrated with waiting forever in the lines at the car wash? And if I were to solve that problem, I would say, leave Billy's car wash with a car that looked like it just rolled off the lot, right? You're kind of like, okay, I like, I like that, but there's something a little bit off there because yeah. I was talking about the long wait, but then the benefit was about the beauty of the car and how shiny it was. Right. So what would make more sense is if I said, are you tired of long waits at the car wash? You'll never wait more than 10 minutes at Billy's car wash or it's free. Right. Right. So very simple, obvious example. But when you have five of these columns that you need to line up, you'll see it's very difficult to, to get them all to logically match. And when we do that, it's, the whole thing kind of snaps into place. And it's like, oh, I get it now. It makes sense. Yeah. So what is the process behind the scenes, right? Is this, is this a technology platform where people enter a headline and it, it makes sure that it's hitting all these things? Like, how does the process work now that you've kind of given away a little bit of the recipe? Um, you know, how does, how does this all interplay together for people to get bigger results? Well, we are working towards something like that. Cause you can tell it's kind of like an algorithm. Yeah. So yeah, there might be like a video game type thing or software in the future 
Um, right now it's manual. So what yeah. it is when, when we do this in our programs, it's one, a process of surfacing the answers to these questions. What is my prospects light bulb one? What right. is their average day? Like, so it's research, it's right. research, right? So talking to them, listening on social media. Um, so figuring out what that is, and then that's kind of the, what to say, and then organizing all that, according to the light bulbs, that's everything in one place. Now we're ready to write no more blank page. Then we bring in really how to say it. So we know what we need to say, our core message. Mm -hmm. How do we convey that? What are the stories we tell? What are the metaphors that we use? What are the examples that we use? So that's where it goes from that core, we call it a messaging map into a sales page, emails, content, whatever you need to write. Right. So what are people looking for when it comes to, you know, you know, and my copy's doing fine or my copy's converting or I've got a copywriter on board, like what, what are the indicators that not all the light bulbs are actually on? Because sometimes when everything's already put together, right. And there's a marketing message that's already out there. There's a sales page that's already been out there for a couple of years or something like that. What are the things that are little, maybe, so I like to call them orange and yellow flags, which are just red Mm -hmm. flags that have been hanging out in the sun too long. So what are those things that we all know bad copy when we see bad copy, right. But what are the more subtle nuances that indicate that, Maybe a light bulb needs to be, you know, changed out or something like that. Well, there are certainly people who are like, whose copy is crushing it. They've really stumbled upon, like they were not stumbled upon, but discovered their core message yeah. and working on this is not the highest priority in their business. Maybe it's media buying and just driving traffic, right? Like that, that, that could be the case. And that's our goal is to get someone to that, that scenario. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, they might be missing opportunities and for no other reason than the fact that the world is always turning yes. and you always, you always need to be updating that thing. That document is a living, breathing document. I mean, heck, when COVID hit, if you didn't start speaking to that and that new light bulb on, like you were tone deaf, out of date, oh, yeah. you were in and trouble. There's a lot of people that left their ads on and didn't do anything about it. And they took a hard hit. That's the problem with over, yeah, like locking things down and like over automating your marketing and not revisiting your core message is yeah. especially that light bulb one piece because you weren't yes. speaking to what was top of mind for them. Yep. Um, so that's one thing I would say, you know, just keep your ear to the ground, know what's going on. And um, two, like really depressed response. So if you had response that was happening, it can be a gut feel or numbers or both. And you're like, you know, it's just not resonating the way it used to. And maybe that's a sign that you're not speaking to something you should be. Yeah. That's a good time to run your offer through the, the light bulbs again and see what comes up there. Yeah. And I know like one of the things that we talked about before we hit the record button was um, this, this concept of what's resonating right now. So we can have marketing messages that we're hitting, right? And through presentations and podcasting and, and you know, hitting those beats over and over again, things get refined even in our own dialect and nomenclature and things like that. And I found oftentimes is that it's when you speak a certain way and your copy is a different way, because either it's been distanced in terms of you haven't updated it or the person who's writing it for you isn't connecting to your voice, it can create this sense of, you know, not confusion, but this hesitation of like, wait, that doesn't quite sound. And that creates a little bit of that potential for confusion, which we all know happens when, when that, you know, that distrust, um, any recommendations there in terms of, you know, how to leverage this system consistently. So that doesn't happen. Yeah. The drift. Yeah. It's like, it's like when <laughs> oh, you go on the o- for it, yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like when you go in the ocean and you start, you know, there's a mm-hmm. current and like you look up and you're like, Oh my gosh, like my whole family's way over there. I need to get swimming. Uh, that, story. <laughs> yeah, it's happened. 
So um, thankfully, I'm a decent swimmer. <laughs> uh, yeah, that can, that can happen. So it's just it's a matter of it's got to be a process, right? Like mm. marketing your message. It needs to be a process. It needs to be in the DNA of your organization and and something that you revisit and continually update. Because you're right, you know, like the stories that have lasted thousands of years, they've been whittled down over time to just their essence. Mm. And, and there has been, you know, there's a lot that you have to produce to create something that's very short and condensed that still contains a lot of um, meaning behind it. So you're only going to find that like for me to write a 500 word piece of content in email, I need to write at least three times that to make it really good. Mm. So you need to produce a lot to be able to whittle it down. It's kind of like the five light bulbs itself. You know, like what I was saying earlier, the framework, it was like iteration 21. There was a lot of stuff before that. And I just distilled it down to create this very simple thing that also has a lot of depth to it. It's the same thing with your sales message. Yeah. Yeah. And just the, even, even a small light bulb that we've seen now can produce a lot of power. And so not judging it in terms of, you know, I think it's a little bit like everything um, because I know you talk about how people need to wear that sales hat longer than they wanted to, or have to wear the 10 gallon version of it, right? Because they're building out the teams and the systems and all that. Um, But really looking at as time progresses that this becomes second nature and the time and the level of effort reduces theoretically, right? Unless you really suck at copy and so then you get help. (laughs) Yeah. 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 In that case, yeah. yeah. Hire a copywriter, but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, you'll find that even just, um, you know, asking yourself these questions, what is my prospect's current condition? What are the options they're trying? What's my unique approach? What's my offer? You probably know that one, but these other ones, what do they want at the end of the day? And this works beyond just like sales page copy, right? This is for posts online. Like does this, does this not work for certain things or is this really something you should be thinking about all the time whenever you're putting out a piece of content? I use this in my relationship. <laughs> I use this ever. I use it with what my wife. What does she want? What is she thinking about now? I know this is also, you know, pretty good negotiation uh, framework. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You know, like it, you know, I, I have to remind myself all the time. Okay. She's had a rough day. I, I see the problem. I'm a consultant. I want to jump in with the solution. No, I need light bulb one, right? Like I need talking to talking about his four-year-old, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She needs, she needs to know that daddy knows light bulb one. What are you dealing with, honey? Tell me, tell me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great, it's, uh, it's helped. Yeah. It's a great checkbox. Yeah. Awesome. So how can people learn more? I'm sure they want to get their hands on a little bit more detail, at least in terms of this framework. Um, you know, is that something that's available for people and how can they get their hands on it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend you go to five lightbulbs.com, the, the number or the letter and run your offer through it, run your offer through it. So go through the light bulbs back of a napkin or just a piece of paper, just get one bullet point for each. It's the kind of thing, like just that exercise alone will really open your eyes. And then there's a lot more depth you can go into with that. Oh, fantastic. That will definitely be in the show notes for you guys to leverage. So make sure you go check that out and any parting words or, you know, anything else you'd like to add? Mm, I would say marketing can be fun. And (laughs) one of the surprising things that I've heard from taking people through this process is that it makes it fun. It makes it kind of like a game, like a puzzle that you need to solve. And, you know, I, I can die happy with that because fun and marketing don't go together for most people, unless you're a nerd well, like me. If you've got a tool that can get you bigger results, then doesn't it become more fun? Right. So the frustration is some oftentimes in not having the results. 
And so when we get the results, we tend to do more of the thing that helped us do that. So I so appreciate that you've created something that helps people do just that and to think about it in a different way that really helps them actually do it versus hiding underneath their table and not. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, I, I really hope that it helps your listeners. Please uh, let me know about it. I love hearing from people who have used this. And thank you, Kat, for giving me a, a place to share this with your listeners. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. All right. Take care.